Jerry, come on in. Take that away. Oh, Lord. Alrighty. <laughs> Here we are. Together again. Sitting on the couch. Jerry decided to play with a ball right as, as we started. As soon as we started, so I had to get him a bone. Yeah. Chew on that that's bone. not going to work. Uh-uh. Um, hi, Car. Hi, Ken. Hi, hi friends. friends. We're back. Welcome back. We are a day late. A dollar short. And, um... You, you know, know you knew it was going to happen. You, yeah, you, you expected are it. Not surprised. Yeah. We uh, listen. We've both been. Uh, it's doing been a, a long lot, week. But Kendra especially has been. <laughs> and I, we we got together yesterday to record, and I walked in the door, and we both just looked at each other, and I was like, "It's not happening." Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first thing I said was, "I don't want to do this today." <laughs> Sometimes, listen. I think frequently when you have something you have to do. It's easy to feel like, man, I don't want to do this. And then you do it and you get in the swing of things. And sometimes it's actually the responsible thing to go. To like not do uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially something like this that is supposed to be like entertaining to other people. Yeah. Like sometimes I don't know how regular podcasters do it. Maybe because they're not working full time job. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm like, are they working full time jobs and are they also doing podcasts and are they also doing uh, creative work and, and whatever? Designing I don't know. menus and yeah. I have a lot. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are sports related. Oh, yeah. So it is their job. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, also, I think most of the podcasts I listen to have a lot of sponsors. Sure. And I don't really know how mo- how much you get paid for sponsorships, but... I mean, I think it probably just depends, right? Yeah. Anyway. How are my eyelashes looking? They are looking fine. <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> they look like eyelashes. Do they look different than normal? They look like eyelashes to me. So, you guys, yesterday <laughs> I spent... About an hour trying to put on some fake eyelashes, and it went terribly, and they all fell off. And no, then, you pulled them off. Well, because one fell off, and I was trying to put it back on, and then others started falling uh, off, and so I just pulled the rest so off. So you're doing the kind that are like the individual? That's right. I was trying Got to it. do that, because I thought it would look more natural, and then it made me so angry um, that I uh, refused to quit and spent a, a second, like, hour and a half last night doing it again with um i did a strip this time supposed to last well like there's conflicting reports about this they're supposed to last a day to five days what yeah so so last night i decided your regular eyelashes um they are very short and very light i have eyelashes as though i had naturally blonde hair they're just really Mm. they're really light colored and if i don't wear mascara it looks like I don't have any. Okay, got it. Um, which is fine. I just would love to feel yeah. like I have like a fluffy eyelash. Totally. I just yeah. I I, yeah. I, I was curious what the what the personal reasoning was behind. Well, and I and I told you this yesterday, Kendra. I've decided that I want to get good at doing it. Um, yeah. Because it's always been a nightmare to try. And right. I'm like, why? This doesn't even matter. This isn't a thing. Right. That should cause me so much upset because it just doesn't matter. But. Um, after my first go at it went so terribly, I spent an hour and a half last night 
doing it again but this time i did a strip lash yeah a very like natural looking strip lash when i finished it looked like i wasn't wearing anything so then i went back in and put this single fluffy guys interspersed it's been a journey and I'm gonna i just tell can't you, okay so like let's say it lasts for a day yeah what is the like that is too much work for one day's worth oh, of eyelashes yeah. that does not do, like it doesn't add up no an hour and a half worth of fake eyelashes is not worth how, how do you or do you think it's worth well no your personal uh, no. like feelings about feeling like you have better eyelashes no because also this is like three hours total of work yeah that's what and I'm it saying doesn't look good it doesn't the, <laughs> it's not the, even like um, what the, like oh my gosh what's the phrase I'm looking for uh cost to benefit yes, ratio yes the cost to benefit ratio is off it's off but the reason I'm not I'm not experienced at it so if you if you get good okay, at how it, how fast do you think you could do it if i was good at it yeah. under 10 minutes no way allegedly allegedly i don't know if we'll ever get there i okay. think that it, mm. <laughs> what's what's your ceiling do you think like personal personal goal mm. how what's if i could do a it, number that would feel good well i don't have enough time that's true. True. Typically, I guess twenty minutes would feel satisfying. If, okay. Okay, but look here. This I did it successfully, and I slept in it successfully. Yeah. But they don't look good. Like, yes, I got them on my face, and they stayed there. But like, they I don't think look that they look fluffy good. And good. They look like eyelashes. Mm. The point is that they look like eyelashes, <laughs> and they definitely look like eyelashes. So <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm looking at them, and they look. Like eyelashes. Like eyelashes. So I would say A plus job. <laughs> Thanks, man. You asked, she asked Alex the other day how he, like, if he liked them. And I think he was like, yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. <laughs> um, I asked Carrie last night when I got the strip ones on and he was like, I can't tell a difference. Yeah, they're, they're just <laughs> eyelashes. They just look like eyelashes. Maybe I need like a side by side, you know? I need a compare and contrast pick, a before and after. Yeah. If you will. Uh, yes. And also, I've taken some photos of the journey. So maybe we'll compile a little swipe through. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. If per- personally, for me, that way, when you ask me. You have a, a comparison. I'd like to see a before and after, and then mm-hmm. also what you would like them to look like. Yes. The goal. That's great. Okay. Goal. Yeah. Goals. Because otherwise. Say. I have no basis Frame of reference. for understanding. You, you, correct. Okay, fair. Yeah. Also, if anybody has some tips, send them over, please. I've now watched a lot of YouTube tutorials. I feel like we have a lot of friends who must wear fake eyelashes. Leela. Yeah, what's up, Leels? I feel like Leela will be your number one resource. Yeah. Boo-boo? Boo-boo, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Somebody. Somebody out there, anybody. send some resource tips. Ooh, anybody who does drag. Yeah, anybody who does drag. Yeah, y'all... Uh, like when you do drag fake eyelashes are an essential part of your look so sure i'm sure that some of those folks have good tips yeah anyway we'll see it's a weird journey i've decided to go on yeah which it's like a, it's a weird journey for a person who doesn't have a lot of free time why yeah. have i decided to, to embark on a on a three hour long eyelash journey a three hour tour that <laughs> doesn't yeah. even end in perfection right or decent anyway what even is perfection doesn't exist right yeah that was the wrong choice of words it was yeah but that's okay it's okay much like kendra and i yesterday uh the computer has just alerted us to its low battery yeah so <laughs> um 
Oh, also part of what happened yesterday, Kendra and I had both worked the night before and discovered that we both fell asleep at five in the morning, um, which is absurd, mm. uh, especially when you wake up at nine mm-hmm. or nine thirty. Um, and we, uh, I. I Kendra's a little bit better about this than me, but um, I'm not a person who can immediately come home and go to sleep. My my brain takes a while to, like, wind yeah. down. So, sure, you know, when you get home at 2.30 or 3.30 or whatever it is, I have... Yeah, I got least, home at, like, 4. Yeah. <laughs> or you, later? Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. It was late. It was, it was late. <laughs> That's what I remember. I know people who can, like, work till 3 and go home and immediately get in bed, and I really, my hat is off. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm also not that, I mean, I can, I get in bed right away. But also that's, the. I think the main difference there is that you live in a house and I live in a duplex. Mm. So you can be up and, like, in your house and Carrie won't wake up. Like, you can go home and watch TV. Right. Or, like, mill around the kitchen. There's enough space There's between, enough space. Yeah. Fair. And here... Especially be you know it's like because Alex has to wake up early and as does Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in a small apartment, so I can't like I can't watch TV. No, you have no personal space. Really. Yeah, because because yeah. it will it will, like it probably wouldn't wake him up. It's also but also at that point I might as well just be in bed. I think yeah, yeah. and so I I tend to usually just go right to bed. I used to not. Mm. I used to like stay get like play some video games or whatever but well part of your life now is that you wake up to take Alex to school yeah you can't sleep in also have you seen this crazy zit on my chin no it's so red yeah it is I just got this zit right on my you have one on your forehead too I know popping off yeah you're probably getting close to menstrual cycle time (laughs) Um, Kendra and mm-hmm. I use the term pee. Yeah, I think for, a lot of people do. I think yeah. it's kind of common. But I'm just saying that that your use of menstrual cycle has yeah. really thrown me. Well, I just didn't want to say pee on here and have people not people know. not understand. Yeah. But now we can since we've opened up the um, Pandora's box. <laughs> shall we say the pee? The, the pee 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 the box. pee box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What was what did you say the other day? <laughs> Memory chest. No, tool chest. Tool chest. That's what I call it. I call it a tool chest. <laughs> and Alex gets upset because oh, he amazing. calls it a toolbox or a tool oh. bag. Tool bag is what I think. Because we don't have a box, we have a bag. Oh, yeah. Tool satchel. Tool satchel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, anyway. let's, do, let's recap. So we've been ta- dancing around this fact that we have had a long week. And it's because of Halloween and work and at the bait shop. Um, you know, we always do a group Halloween costume. Yeah. And this year we were... We did Christmas. Oh, yeah, we did Christmas. I looked at Carly because I fucking <laughs> forgot. <laughs> we did, like, classic Christmas. Yeah, like, full-on decorated for Halloween. And then, um, like, at the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. And then the day Saturday. before our party, which no, was... The morning of. Oh, yeah, sorry. The morning of our party, <laughs> we took all the Halloween decorations down and put up Christmas decorations. Uh-huh. And then, like, some nuts. We woke up early the next morning and came in and took all of the Christmas decorations down and put the Halloween decorations back up. Yeah, but also in between that, we worked an insanely long shift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Kendra it, and I, I think that day fell asleep at six in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. You so, may have seen the pic on the Instagram. If you haven't, go check it out. Our, it's it's one of the, the parties at Bay Chap is one of the best things about working, working there. there. Absolutely. And um, everybody. We throw a good party. We do. And everybody really commits, which is so cool. Um, and it's always a really like positive environment. Right. You know? So it's fun to sort of create Did you post that the space. group pick or a pic of us? Which one did you I post? I post the group pick. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, party hangover is over here. Not anymore. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Refreshed. I'm I'm not feeling refreshed, but I'm <sighs> feeling better than I it took a week. Yeah. It was a week a week long recovery basically from Friday to today. Yesterday I felt Thursday, right? Yeah. It's Thursday. Yeah, yesterday I felt like I was asleep all day. Yeah. And also, I went to the dentist before I came over here. Yeah. And they took my blood pressure, and it was low. I've never had low bro- blood pressure Why in my life. Why did they take your blood pressure at the dentist? I don't know. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. If you're a dentist, reach out. Why do you do that? Is it weird? Is it not weird? Uh, what, but why would my blood pressure be low? I don't know. What? I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I know that high blood pressure is bad. Low b- blood pressure is bad, too. You can have heart attacks or whatever I thought you could have that from high blood pressure you can you can have Either it from way. both mm-hmm. I googled it because I was like what is this about and I did not find any in- information about why your blood pressure would be low I only found information about how it's dangerous everything's dangerous that's so weird that they took your blood pressure at the dentist yeah um do you have any cavities nope Good for you. My teeth are... So one cool thing about my dentist, uh, if you are in the Seattle area and you're looking for a dentist, the, I got the people for you. My dentist is called Fiddler on the Tooth mm. because my dentist's name is Dr. Fiddler. Yep, which is um, so good. And everyone he, everyone who works there is 10 out of 10 lovely. Um, and I can't recommend it enough. But since I found them, I've been able to commit to getting my teeth cleaned every six months. Yeah, that's good. Which is, yeah, I I, I feel like a very responsible adult. I'm um, due. I'm due yeah. for a teeth cleaning. Come on over to Vicky. Vicky Fitz. No, I have a dentist. I know, but. Uh, yeah, so going every six months gives me like uh, some cool uh, like progress markers. Mm. And I have uh, really cavity prone teeth. Oh, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really bad. Really bad. Terrible enamel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like no enamel. Yeah. Yeah. Naughty enamel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cool progress report. Everything's the same. Great. Yeah. Which is Congratulations. Amazing. Thank you. But they also told me I have to floss. Mm, they always tell you you have to floss. Yep. And you always do have to floss. So that's it's why true. they tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm married to a person who flosses every day. And somehow that habit has not rubbed off on me. Well, I mean, I think that that's just, it's like, it's a state of mind, man. You got it. I don't, I've, I don't floss every day. <laughs> it's a state of it mind. It is. You don't want to floss every day, which is why you don't floss every day. That's true. I also forget. Yeah. So. Well, you forget because it's not important, which means, right. you know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like this whole long Well, and the hygienist of- gave me a pro tip, which was like, you don't have to floss at night or in the morning. No. You just have to do it at some point. Yeah, like put floss in your car. Exactly. I think that's what my mom does. And I think that will help a lot. Or maybe my dad. I feel like I know someone who has floss in their car and it like triggers their brain when they get in the car to floss. They're like, oh, there that is. Yeah. 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 That's totally what I'm going to do. Yeah. Anyway, this is boring. Floss. Who cares? Yeah. We've had a a number of really boring conversations so far. Wow. All right. Moving Um, right along. Moving right along. Tell me about your morning. You told me when you got here, you had some 
some juicy story to tell me unless it's, it's not pod worthy it's not that juicy but i just well um, she told me i've been trying to text you for 30 minutes which is a confusing thing because i'm like you, then why didn't you just text me so maybe well, because i couldn't find my okay yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm getting ready to come here yeah um i it takes my brain a couple of hours to like really get into the day i don't think that's abnormal but yeah uh, so there's that. Also, I'm a fairly scattered person. And also, the medication that I take right. affects my short-term memory. Absolutely. Which is fine. That's no big deal. Except it really adds to situations like this happening where I'm getting ready to go. I was going to be here at 11. And um, I went outside to get in my car. And Carrie's car was parked behind me because he took the light rail to work. I used to have his car key on my keychain, and we took it off for some reason, and I don't know where it went. So oh, I spent classic car fifteen minutes looking for the car key, couldn't find it. Figured out I could sort of jack my car a certain way and do like a fifteen-point turn. Oh my gosh! And back around his car on my neighbor's side, but they have a giant wood pile, so I had to move some of the wood in their wood pile oh to boy. be able to do this. Oh I boy! Get in the car, and I realized. I grabbed my, I looked for my phone to text you and say, car situation running a little bit late. Right. And I couldn't find my phone. So I went back in the house. Yeah. And for 20 minutes, walked through everything I had done that day over and over again to Uh look where the phone was. Uh Uh-huh. And I couldn't find it. And then I'd go back out to the car and look through all the, my stuff in the car and I couldn't find it. And I almost was like, I'm just going to leave. Yeah. But. It felt so weird to not have my phone, so I went back in again. I found my phone in the bathroom, propped up on the window ledge because of... You were taking a selfie. Yeah, to, sh- to try to show... <laughs> for, you got caught. For the eyelashes. Yeah. I mean, I don't look good right now. I was, like, not trying to take an Instagram selfie. But, yeah, to try to, like, uh, document what my eyelashes looked like when I woke up. Got it. So anyway, this is all has taken like 35 minutes between the car and the whatever. And then I get in the car. Yeah. To do this crazy turn between the woodpile and Carrie's car. Yep. And it took me almost 10 minutes. And I know because I was playing music and I was like, oh, here comes another song. Yep. Still out here. (laughs) So. And then on your way here, you made a pit stop. I did. Because I spied on you. I made a pit stop to buy freaking eyelash remover. Oh, this, okay. (laughs) These eyelashes have got to stop. (laughs) They're literally taking over your life. You made a pit stop and you were then more late (laughs) to get here so that you could get eyelash remover. Yeah. Not the not the right time to do that. Uh-huh. Not the right time. I think she's Kendra's legitimately mad. I'm not mad. I'm just that's uh I was like, I wonder where she's at, because she was texting in a group thread and then she was not responding to my text. I didn't see that you'd texted me. I was not unintentionally. I had figured. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to get on the little, I'm going to get on Find My Friends. And you were at Walgreens. (laughs) (laughs) I was. (laughs) So I can take off the freaking eyelashes when I got here because they look so bad. Part of the problem is that I was like, well, I'm already running late, so this five minutes won't matter. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, it's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I have a list of notes in my phone for pod topics. And one of the notes that I made recently was uh, problems or... 
personality traits that are an issue to others and yourself. Uh, punctuality. Yeah. Is my yeah. Which we will have a whole day about yeah. that, but it yeah. doesn't matter. No, it punctuality really is not her strong suit. No, but one of the frequent problems is that leaving my house, I can't find my car keys and I can't find my phone. There are there are devices you can use to help you find your car keys, sure. but to use those, you have to have your phone. Well, there's also like old old fashioned devices like always put your keys in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> like old fashioned devices. Like old timey devices before phones. Oh my god. Or like, you know, get a bowl that's like always where you put your keys. Yeah, you know who does that? Carrie. Yeah. 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 Um I am also not always the best with my keys. Yeah. You lost them the other day. I did. One time. Well, actually guys- I didn't lose them. They were just I left the house without them. I knew exactly mm. where they were. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I left the house. They were in my coat pocket. And I was like, whatever. I'm just going to work. I'm not even going to be outside. I don't need my coat. We were in kind of a rush. You were going to drive me to work. Yeah. And then I realized that I did not have my house keys because they were in my coat pocket. But you know what? Luckily, you give your friend a key. Luckily, my friend has a spare key to my house. However, unluckily for myself, I don't have a spare key to my friend's house. Yeah. We've had a little... We were spatting about Tiff, it. yeah. Because I swear to God, I gave her one. She never once gave me a spare key. <laughs> Kendra's like violently shaking her head to punctuate. Never once. It's true. I just feel like I did. I understand that that's the feeling that you have. <laughs> and what I'm telling you is it's not the case. You and it's okay. I understand. You don't want me to have a spare key to your house. It's totally oh, fine. Oh, what? <laughs> I can't. That's so sad and um, hurtful. Um... Mostly it would be nice, I think, for as a person who can't always find their keys. Yeah. For to me have to be like, yo, dog, possibility I got you. Of, yes. I got there have you. been a number of times when I can't find my keys and I've thought about calling you and I'm like, no, I can't. You can't. She doesn't have one. I would love to have one, though. Yeah. It would be an honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, what I would love to know, it would be an honor. Oh, <laughs> We'll have a little ceremony. Yeah, a key, yeah. A key giving ceremony. Will you accept this key? <laughs> <laughs> Um, if anybody is also sort of scattered and maybe struggles with short-term memory um, and has figured out how to not lose their keys in their phone, let me know. If you're just an organized person who remembers things, that's not that doesn't count. So I can't give you tips. No, because you're because Got it. our brains I are different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your <laughs> tips are really great and the right thing to do. Sure. It's a little bit of a challenge for me to do that. I understand. Yeah. Anyway, what a I want to give you tips, though. But I, you I, know what? I'll always accept them. I'm just not sure they'll work for me. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Got it. Noted. Uh, all right. Um, so, so we were going. We were talking about all of the different things we could talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we realized we have two really great email responses to our topic of change yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. Um, both of which are kind of lengthy, so we're going to do change part two. Yeah. Um, we're going to read these emails, and then we're going to talk about them. Does that sound good for you guys? doesn't matter, because sounds good. you for don't us. get a choice, because it's a podcast, and you're not here right now. <laughs> okay, so um, we got an email. It's just titled <laughs> Sloan Shit, which is fine. Um Sloan is a good friend of ours, so mm-hmm. thank you for writing in Sloan. <clears throat> Originally, I was thinking that maybe I wasn't a good candidate to talk about how to deal with change anxiety because I don't actually really ever get it. Mm. When I was growing up, 
We moved around a lot, didn't have any money. I wasn't really able to keep many friends or stay in the same school or house for more than a few months. My family life was really chaotic with many members in and out, whether it be their own will or hospital, rehab, psych wards. There was a lot of change all of the time. Mm, That's a lot. I learned pretty early that if you didn't accept change, life was a hell of a lot worse. You can't change what you can't change, and sometimes that's change itself. (laughs) Kendra says that the way I deal with change is to lean into it, Mm. but as I thought more about that, it might not be true. To me, change means that I am not taking a risk on anything because I'm never investing fully into anything. I can't get my heart broken if I'm fucking someone new every week. Hmm. I can't lose my job if I quit at first. Mm -hmm. If I started to feel too comfortable, I would just pack up and move back to L.A. and vice versa. It's a really expensive coping mechanism. (laughs) Instead of taking the time to get to know myself, I was always reinventing myself. Mm. I'm a painter now. I'm in a punk rock band. Now all I do is read and I randomly move to Nebraska. I think, to oversimplify it, extreme change is how I've controlled many outcomes in my life. I think in this very intentional journey I've been on the last couple of years, I've slowed down, taken pause, Uh listened to myself, done emotional inventory, created and stuck to boundaries, tried real hard to stay alive and out of psych wards, and I don't know how I got through this change. I didn't really feel like I had a choice. What I was doing before wasn't working, and if I kept going the way I was going, I was going to die. Mm. Like hitting the rock bottom of life and self-loathing, I either needed to just delete myself or learn to love myself. Mm -hmm. Intentional therapy and intentional self-care are probably what helped me the most. Like, I guess the changes I was the most scared about making were things I really wanted, but that I didn't feel worthy of. Mm -hmm. Like letting someone love me or cutting off bad relationships, striving for friendships with healthier, possibly intimidating folks I would have otherwise thought would never want to be my friend. What helped me in those changes was learning to feel like not only was I worth the outcome, that even if the worst did happen, the bottom drops out or that person doesn't want to be my friend, etc. That I was going to be okay no matter what. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've just been rambling. But yeah, maybe just knowing that you're going to be okay no matter what helps any change or risk not feel so scary. Oh yeah, and tequila. Great. Um, dang, Sloan. Dang. A lot to talk about there. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that it's really interesting that we got this email. And we'll, we'll preface it. The next email we are going to read is also about accepting change and mm-hmm. not being afraid of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, we had this whole segment last week about feeling like everyone felt the same way about a thing and it's just totally not the truth change is hard and scary for everyone yeah we did have a caveat where i said i don't know i think maybe some people right but we but that's our our personal stance is that change is hard right scary and then the people who really reached out to us coming from a different place absolutely it's interesting that she had so much extreme change throughout like her younger years Uh and has now used that as a tool as a healthier person to navigate change in her adult life right um my therapist always says everything you take from childhood is a liability and an asset Mm. and so that seems like an example of taking something and turning it into an asset is Um, that like silver lining basically is it kind of a similar it's like the silver lining of the fact that her 
that she had these adverse experiences right. regarding change. Yeah. Now, like, better equips her to be able to do... Right. Change to, her to deal with it. with change. Yeah. yeah. To deal with it in a, in a way that is healthier than yeah. in the past. Yeah. Um, I also... Um, she said... I guess the changes I was most scared about making were things I really wanted, but that I didn't feel worthy of, Mm. which I think is really interesting because uh, as you were reading that, it occurred to me that I think part of what is uh, difficult about change, particularly big change, is that at the bottom of it all, it, it somehow connects us to our biggest fears. Right. Yeah, it's, and that's that's something that I don't think we like navigated last week, mm-mm. but is so true. Yeah, and like so so for her, the feeling, the changes she struggles with are things that sort of trigger her feeling of not being worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the thing that really helped her with navigating that that fear of not being worthy was learning to trust that she would be okay right which that like even though throughout and i think that that again it comes back to like her her childhood you know Mm -hmm. upbringing where it was so rocky and it was so jumpy that she she learned that basically if it can be like this and i'm still fine then it's gonna be then it's gonna be fine no matter what yeah 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 and i think that 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 Um, trusting that it's going to be okay is the, I think for me, that's like the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I feel like like, it's, it's, I don't know if that always comes naturally Mm -hmm. to everybody, but then I'm like, well, maybe that's like not fair to myself because I feel like I do know that. Well, but I navigate you know it, differently. it, but you are maybe not feeling it. Sure. You know? Yeah. This is something about the changes you're experiencing right now are poking at some uh, bigger, deeper fears that is disabling you from believing that it's going to be OK. Right. Which is, I think, maybe also part of what's frustrating because intellectually, you know, it will be OK. Mm-hmm. You're just not. <clears throat> your under your the, knowledge the feeling of that part the of that is yeah disconnected right yeah hmm. well, interesting thanks Sloan yeah thanks a lot Sloan um you want to read Kate's email yeah Kate's email is ch 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 changes actually which... it's ch ch changes she missed one I know but I'm <laughs> imagining that she was referencing David Bowie I'm I'm imagining it as well. Hi, team. I listened to your pod this morning, and first of all, you should know that it had me laughing aloud in the car. Lol, or whatever. I love you both. You're so great. Oh, thanks. Hmm. We live to make you lol. Also, Just, I've never heard you say lol. Usually you say lol. Yeah. That I know. Was, I thought it was that, weird. It just came out of nowhere. It felt weird, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Changing it up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to the point, though, you asked for people's thoughts on change, so here are mine. At one point, you guys said, I don't think anyone likes change, but I do. I don't think I stiff arm change, Ken. I think I basically am like, oh, hey, change, it's you again. I knew you'd be here soon. Here we go. I can't wait to see what happens. 
It's a good thing I like change because I have gotten divorced, gotten married, had a couple babies, am expecting another, started a new job, started a fellowship program, and sold and bought a house in the last five years. No big deal. A normal amount of change, right? <laughs> Car, when you were talking about how you had to adapt to change as a child, that really spoke to me. You know we have had similar challenges in our upbringing, and the inconsistency of childhood made me, and you, adapt to change as a survival technique. As an adult, I think my divorce totally rocked my world in such a way that it forever altered my ideas surrounding change. I had spent so many years hustling to make the exact world I wanted, and it was mm. all ripped from me in a single evening. I thought all my choices up to that point were for naught, but I was wrong. Change has been the best thing that ever happened to me. Every time I have embraced and been surprised by change, it has resulted in something wonderful. Hmm. Life is a total crapshoot. You do what you think you should do, and then it all explodes. Or you do something impulsive, and it works out perfectly. You can't choose the perfect job, or build the perfect family, or be the perfect kind of friend, because there is no such thing. So I just choose something and go with it. I make the change and don't look back. It's all total chance. It doesn't really matter. Learning that I am a lot less important than I think I am and that my choices just don't matter much because as soon as I have a handle on things, it all changes was so freeing. Oh, interesting. What I hear from both of you is an enormous amount of pressure put on making the right choice when faced with change. I don't think that there is a right choice. There are just choices that you make and then you make them work. For instance, I, for instance, put very little weight into career. It's a job. It pays my bills. I like it sometimes, and sometimes I don't. I could probably do something else and be equally happy. What I know would certainly make me unhappy would be dwelling on it and overthinking it, so I just don't. <laughs> I make a choice, embrace the change, and make it work. That's how lots of things are for me. I don't worry too much about change because it's more efficient to just make a change and go for it. I think I manage change with action. I gather some information, and then I make the change quickly. In the pod, you guys said change is slow, but I think for me that has not always been true because I just act. For me, the work comes into play after the change has happened, not beforehand. Change is going to happen. The longer I think about it and try to anticipate the change, the more I am not actually dealing with the actual change. Thinking about the change does not help me with the change. <laughs> What has helped me is having a firm understanding of my core values. I have a set of six values that I use to guide my decisions. When I need to make a decision because I am facing a change, I run it through these values and then make the best choice I can based on those values. I used to have my own personal list of values, but now Dashiell, her husband, and I have established values as a family, and we use those to guide our choices. Our family values are Balance, bravery, empathy, agency, kindness, and seeking joy. When we are facing a change, we run our options through these values, and then we quickly make a choice based on the information we have. If we start spiraling out, we stop, pull things back into these values, and then just make a choice. Often we'll say, you know what, it doesn't really matter, and then make a choice and embrace the change. Another thing to consider is privilege. As a middle-class white woman, I have an enormous amount of privilege when faced with change. Hmm. 
there are a lot of changes that happen where I still have choice in the change. People with less privilege have less choice. So I try to keep myself in check. Fretting over these choices is such a place of privilege and something I want to acknowledge. If I start spiraling, I try to ground myself in that and maybe stop the spiraling. Smart. Yeah, wow. Finally, if I start spiraling out about a change, I also try to ground myself in facts. Often my spiraling is about what ifs. The only thing I know is that I have no idea what is going to happen in my future. None. So trying to plan for what ifs is totally futile. Instead, I pull back into the facts I have, then run them through my values, and decide based on my facts and values with an understanding that there is no right answer or better answer. There is just something I'm going to take a chance on and then deal with. Might be great, might not be. No use worrying about it. Finally, ask for help. I ask for so much help. I ask for food when I am having a hard time. I ask for people to come sit with me. I ask for people to pick up groceries. I tell my friends I can't be alone. When I'm having a hard time, I ask for help. I don't just accept it, I seek it out. People want to help. Giving them a way to do so is a gift for them because they love you and want to help. Let people help you. We are a part of a community, and the only way we are going to make it through this world is by relying on our community. Finally, Kendra, you are going to be fine because you are a strong person with strong values. And in parentheses, (laughs) and you are white. (laughs) What you do doesn't matter because you are, because who you are is so strong. Take the pressure off yourself. Look at the facts. Decide your values. Make a choice about your future and know that it may work and it may not. There is no way to know, so just don't overthink it. Just act. Does any of this make sense? Shoot, maybe not. Maybe we need to talk about it in real life or maybe this all sounds obvious or silly or dismissive. Love you both. Well, well, Kate, that was a lot of really wise and strong advice. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that the privilege part is something that hadn't crossed my mind um, and is so poignant and so yeah. important to make it be a thing that crosses my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that like, it's just so, it's so interesting the way that both of these people who emailed us have such a different view on it and mm-hmm. make it be a, like, making it feel like it's a choice is so much more powerful than feeling helpless, like, helpless in it. Yeah. I, yeah, there's just a lot to cover here. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And being able to check your privilege and that being able to spend so much time, um, examining how you're going to participate in the change is a privilege is really helpful right um and i feel like the one of the the common themes that she was saying is that you don't know what's going to happen yeah um i think that that uh is is obviously true but is so often forgotten Mm -hmm. like you feel like the choice you're making determines what happens next yeah um and that is, I think... Not always th- the case. No, and it's hard to accept that you don't know what's going to happen because it means you don't have control and people feel more comfortable and safe when they have control. Right. But that's a fallacy. Like, we don't... But, yeah, like, so, you, you don't have any control. And I think <laughs> I think that there are certain things in life you can control. 
but it, they only are within yourself. It's like you can control the amount that the change is making you anxious. Right. That's a choice you're making. Right. Right. Like I make the choice to be nervous about change. Regardless if I'm doing it intentionally or not, that's th- that that's like the only part. The only part of it that, that you can control is your own um, action in it. Well, I wouldn't say maybe for you, you make the choice to feel nervous. Sure. Feel, uh, feeling nervous might be a response, but staying in that phase right, right. is a choice. Yeah. Or letting it paralyze you from moving forward. Right. You can feel nervous about the change the whole time. Totally. And still be taking action. Right. Um, and I think uh, knowing Kate for a long time, she is a person who is very resilient. She truly doesn't let things stop her from moving forward right she's very good at course correcting right if she's in the midst of a change and she makes some choices and it doesn't work then she's like okay well chip that didn't work now i'm gonna try this right um and i just think that is such a valuable thing to be able to practice um oh also the pointing out that change is inevitable Mm. and it's going to happen I right think is a valuable thing yeah, to it's remember. Like, there's literally no way you can get around it. No, it's just gonna happen. And both Sloane and Kate did that. Just being yeah. like, you can't. You'd have to like embrace it in a way that works for you. Right. If you were to ask me, Car, do you think change is inevitable? I would say yes. But I think sometimes when you're in, when I'm in the process of a change, I have forgotten the fact. That it's inevitable. Right. You know, that's a, it's a really great thing to, to check yourself about. Right. Um, yeah. And remembering what the facts are. There's so many hypotheticals and right. emotional ideas right. that come into play. And being able to actually look at what you know. To separate those emotional ideas from mm-hmm. the facts is so important, right? Mm-hmm. And... For me, that's sometimes a thing that's only possible by writing them down. Right. I get my, the facts and my um, emotions are, be, can, can become really enmeshed. Mm-hmm. And so being able to... Um, Separate them. Yeah. Can sometimes only happen through like some serious work and externalizing. But it, it does. Yeah. That's really important. So there's a lot of pro tips in there. A lot of pro tips. And I I think both of these people are very brave, uh, which is something I really admire. Absolutely. About both of them. them. And so for me, receiving this advice um, is something that I think I'm really going to like hang on to. Yeah. Because like what a great what a great set of I mean, basically, we what we asked last week was what are the tools you use? And though they gave us. They gave us a totally different perspective. They, they, you did, you did give us your tools, you know. Yeah. You gave us the things that you do, or the things that you have done in the past that have changed the way that you approach it. Mm-hmm. That are so different from the ideas that I have about it. So it, yeah, was very very cool to hear about the way other people. I mean, I'm I'm always interested in the way other people deal with and process through anything. Yeah, same. And, the, and the only way that we learn more is by talking about it. Right. And the thing, yeah, totally. And the thing, one thing that's interesting is that for both of them, they gave us 
some of their like tools and tips, but they also just have a at its base a different view and approach to it, which I think is so interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um it's that time. To bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. To end the pod. I'm going to get mine, so get yours. I want to see sweat coming out your pores. <laughs> Marky Mark, and I'm here to move Except you. Except for he's kind of a jerk, though. You know what? It, uh, you're right. You know? I've heard that. Yeah. And, uh... Well, I mean... He, the recent events. Yeah, it's... That, I, I, think, yeah. I think everybody... I mean, a classic song, but kind of a jerk. Yeah. He's also a Boston sports fan. And that makes him that makes him be a terrible person. So (laughs) at the end of the day, wow, you are you are inviting some. I'm well, bring it in. Bring it on. Bring on the bring on the hatred. I don't know if we have any listeners who are Boston sports fans, but Uh, we may find out. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, No, it's 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 time to to say our goodbyes. It's time to go. It's time to go. You guys, thank you so much for uh listening and for sharing your like truly personal experiences uh if there is something you'd like to share about your experience with change please still email us yeah doing a good at gmail.com it's an open invite yeah um please like and subscribe our podcast uh and also please rate and review it it is the only way that we know that strangers can find it yep so do it oh yeah do it okay okay we love you bye bye